welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bros Balls Bangers podcast. I am your host, Feeling Fly, as a white guy, mm. Caleb Mother Effin Wilcox. With me, sitting across, looking dapper in his Adidas hat, mm. his little, uh, um, I don't even know what kind of fabric those shorts are, but uh, yeah, he always wears some crazy shorts. My co-host, Cody Davis. Ooh, baby. We are so happy to be here, bro. Thank you for that fire, fire introduction. Of course. We are back. Feels like, again, it feels like we've been on vacation for a while. Just feel like we just feel so long in between episodes nowadays. I don't know why, but... Not for lack of seeing each other. Definitely not. In between episodes, but... Lack of recording episodes, I totally agree with. Yes. Sitting in this room. But all of that is about to change. Because yeah. we've got some big, big, big things on the horizon in the yeah. future, especially for myself. Uh, so I'm just ready. I'm excited to be here, baby. Let's get it going. Let's have a great little episode. we got some uh, some really exciting things that happened over the weekend that we're going to chat about a little bit. Yep. And uh, yeah, baby. So let's, uh, let's get us going. What we got? Absolutely. First and foremost, repping my uh, my new happiness project hoodie. So shout out happiness project. It's a mental health club. Yeah. Yep. Um, so the back is really cool too. Uh, Cody, if you want to say what it says, turn it around. Sorry. So it says, "Welcome to the mental health club, a safe space for expressing all emotions, open twenty four hours a day." So shout out happiness project. We love them. Yeah. This is not an ad. No, it's not. Just a... Uh, man, just good peeps over there. Found this brand, and their hoodies are cool, and their t-shirts are cool, so I've uh, got a hoodie. Shout out them. So, it looks comfy as fuck, bud. I know. I wore it this weekend when we went to uh, Downstream, mm-hmm. and I've been like, ever since, been like, geez, I, anytime I'm home or just lounging, it's definitely the lounge hoodie right now. You go, do you ever go through those spells where you get like a new hoodie and it like you just wear it nonstop for like two weeks and That's, it's the lounge hoodie? You you know my Philly jacket that I have. Yeah. Dude, I can wear that every day. Is it comfy? It's like, so comfy, dude. Okay. I could sleep in that thing. And it's it's got the swish, you know, that yeah. so you got that to deal with. But man, as far as comfiness goes, off, bro. Ten out of ten. What uh what's your favorite like what's your go-to lounge wear? Like if you're lounging around the house, what would you say? Because I did throw out that you wear. So before you answer that, I do have to compliment you in in this way. Uh, this guy sitting across from me wears the craziest shorts. Like I, I don't <laughs> understand it. Goes to downstream wearing jean shorts. Has showed up to my house in like the most like almost looked like you were a boxer uh-huh. type of Laker shorts. Um, tonight is wearing the old school like fabric mm-hmm. um, shorts that look like they were almost like sweats at one point. They got cut off. Like the old school gym shorts kind of. Exactly. Yep. Um, so I have to applaud you. You keep the short game strong, my friend. Hey, man, that's about the only game I got. So we got to <laughs> we gotta keep something going, you know? The other day, I think when we went to downstream, went to the pool, you rocked out some like Gonya, like swim trunks. Patagonia like, swim, dude. Is looking just like shorted yeah bro i got my shorts uh my chubbies that i had on at the lake the other day those are probably my favorite pair of shorts though okay chubbies man shout out chubbies and this is not an ad again but man if you don't have a pair of chubs gotta get your pair 
Dude, they're so comfy, especially the swim trunks. They're they're different, man. Macy's all about summertime and, and what she calls hoochie daddy shorts. <laughs> we love some hoochie daddy shorts. Yeah, love that's, it. That's all uh, she wants me wearing. So shout out hoochie daddy shorts. But you as we've uh, we've mentioned a few times, we took the travel to downstream this weekend. Uh, we left Saturday around three. We got together a little earlier, played some 2K, hung out a little bit, and then uh, hit the road. Uh, we went to downstream for a fantasy rookie draft for the Doghouse Dynasty Boys. Yes, sir. We had ourselves a, a nice little evening. We did, man. Just straight from the rip, you know, on the drive up, too, was yeah. perfect. Didn't Tried beefaroo? Yeah, we got some beefaroo. Give me your take on beefaroo, because I hadn't had it, you hadn't had it, so we so, had a couple of days to obviously... Process the weekend it. and the, the food and everything. What, what was your take on beef roux? You know, so I had a burger. Okay. Uh, I think it was a quarter pound burger. They do kind of like smash burgers, I guess you would kind of say. Um, it kind of had a feel of a Culver's patty, but not as tasty. Okay. Okay, so but still good, but just not, it didn't quite hit the Culver's patty deliciousness, I guess. Um, but it... Uh, it definitely proved my, you know, my expectations wrong. I thought I was going to be pretty meh. I thought I was going to be like Arby's kind of level. Mid. Yeah. Um, but, man, it, was, it wasn't bad. What's your, what's your out of 10? That's tough. I'm going to go 7. Okay. I was thinking 7. Six and a half, seven. 7. So, I got the turkey club, had like tomato, uh, bacon, lettuce, the whole thing like that. Uh, which was fine. I thought it was was good. I mean, it's kind of hard to screw up the sandwich, if I'm going to be 100% honest. It's on like a brioche poppy seed, or not poppy, like sesame seed bun type uh-huh. thing. Uh, but the fries, I thought, were actually pretty good. That salty. was one thing. Yeah. They were fresh, um, salty. They were, the fries. French fries, bro. That's, yeah. They were just good French fries. Yeah, yeah, that would be, if it weren't for the fries, I think I would have almost gave it a six. Mm-hmm. But the fries made it that seven for me. But, I'm saying. So seven, I, I think it was a, a decent little spot heading down to, uh, we'll just say Joplin, or do you call, what do you say when you say you're going to Dallas Stream? I mean, I usually say I'm just going to the stream, you know, okay. going to my second home, <laughs> that's what we call it. But uh, yeah, it's, I think it's technically in Oklahoma. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know the official name, whatever. Yeah, it's it's a weird name. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but no man, offense. drive was great. Perfect, no bad weather, you know, yeah. we just listened and chatted football, talk football. all the time. Talk, yep. to, talk to trade, which we'll get into when mm. we talk, kind of do a little recap of the draft uh, during the ball section, but drove down, uh, Cody and I got there, Zach got there before us, uh, checked in and kind of was chilling in his room. Mr. Zach uh, Nunn, yes sir. Cody and I checked in, uh, we, we shared a room, we kind of Got in there and then uh, ran down to the car and got our minds right. You know it, baby. <laughs> Always got to get the mind right. Yeah. And then checked out the room. Mm-hmm. They had signs up that said uh, Davis Fantasy Football Draft, which was so dope to see when you go walk into the, the casino. It's just right there. So yeah. Davis Fantasy Football Draft. Like if you're walking, if you've ever been to Downstream Casino, if you're walking in and you're going to like check in for your hotels, all they got all those little, you know, 20 video inch board. little video boards yeah. everywhere and it's yeah davis fantasy football draft man it was so cool i love it that was, that was super cool so you mentioned that the, the only thing cooler would have been if they would have that dog house 
Dude, and we also mentioned we should get pictures of us next year and just have yeah. little pictures of all the managers on there. That would be so yeah, that cool. would be super cool. And I didn't get everyone's video. It was those freaking dudes, and we'll get into it. But those dudes showed up, and there was no way that they were getting wrangled into freaking tickets video. They were hard to wrangle enough to do a fantasy draft. Man, those boys, bro, they cracked me up. I love them to death, man. It, it wouldn't have been what it was if they weren't that way. So oh, no. I love them so much. Yeah. Uh, they had a great weekend. They stayed at this place called Shang. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this right and correctly. Uh, for the for the crowd out there, but um, let's see, teach it to me. It is called Shang Shangri La, Shangri La, Shangri La, and it is in Oklahoma. Okay, it is a pretty much all around resort: bars, golf courses, pickleball, tennis courts, uh, just anything you can imagine. This resort has it. Uh, very very cool place. The boys obviously we watched the videos all weekend. Yeah. They had a crazy time. So, but yeah, man, back to the draft. I think uh, back to what we were kind of going into, the conference room, man, was, was just sick. out of the world, bro. Yeah. Just shout out downstream. They hooked it up with the, the conference room. The food was good. They hooked up with uh, some smoky mac and cheese, which oh. I think was the star of the food. Stole the show. Because it was so good. So cheesy. The chicken tenders. Yeah, I like those. Uh, with ranch. Then they had some beef sliders mm -hmm. uh, with cheese, and then some coconut shrimp. That coconut shrimp, man, that hit different. I don't even like shrimp very much, and I was like, damn. Yeah. That, that was good. Uh, and then they had some beverages, tea, soda, coffee. We're forgetting one thing. What was phenomenal that we were eating at the end of the night? Oh, up the, in the freaking room. cookies, Oh, dude. gosh. Even my grandma came in there and was like, these cookies are <laughs> That is true. Yeah. She did come in. So, uh... Cody's dad brought the grandparents down to do a little gambling, had some dinner on the way down. Uh, they had, uh, what was the taco stuff? Fuzzy fuzzy tacos. Fuzzy tacos. Uh, so they came down and, and obviously wanted to say goodbye to Cody before they left. They stopped into the conference room and uh, his grandma was like, can I take one of these cookies? And we were like, of course you can. She took one and was like taking a bite as she left. She's like, these are good. And we're like, you're damn right they are. She, they were so good that she had to grab a second one on the way out. Man, yeah. she was, she was so. Crazy. As we were leaving that night, I just took whatever was left of the cookie. Was like, Cody, those are going up to the room. <laughs> and every time we went in and out of the room, probably thirteen times that night. Yeah, and the first the seven times we we grabbed a little piece of the cookie, and then by the, like the seventh time, we we're like, shit, no more cookie. <laughs> <laughs> it was great, man. Just so. shout out, so shout out downstream, but also shout out my man Jason. You got to meet him. Yeah, he is the main banquet manager at downstream, and. Him and I have had a relationship over the past few years of getting the draft there, and man, they've just been so welcoming, so awesome. Uh, just the whole team too. Uh, you know, it's really makes me mad that I can't remember this guy's name, but the guy that took care I of know. us, he was really nice too. And just was it Nick? Nick maybe, or I can't remember. I, I feel bad. Either. His card is probably in your backpack somewhere. Oh, it is actually. It's in my backpack right now. Yeah. So, yep. but no, he was a super cool dude. The whole. Honestly, everyone at Downstream that night, um, dealers, staff, I, I didn't see anyone that was rude or no. um, anyone that I was like, that person was an asshole. Yeah. So no, none of that. No, I, I had a really good experience. That and it was busy. Yeah. It was busy up there. No, it was. It was a, it was a good crowd up mm -hmm. there. So we did the draft, which, which was awesome. Uh, good stories from that that we'll obviously share when we recap the draft. 
Um, and then the boys had to go back to their resort. It was a 45 minute drive back. And so they had some plans later that evening and knew that if they stayed and gambled with us, that they'd be sucked in until 1am and not in the back of the club where they wanted to go and do stuff. So unfortunately we get it. They had, had the previous plan. So, yeah. um, kind of happens that way. So, uh, Cody and I stuck around and we kind of. Moseyed ourselves around the, the casino, kind of scoped it out a little bit, and then we hit the poker tables. Yes, we did. And we played poker for a good, I don't know, from like midnight to 3 a.m. pretty much. Yeah, till about they closed. Uh, and it was busy in there, too. They were having a $10,000 tournament right before we walked in. Yeah. They didn't think we were going to be able to even sit at the same table, so we were like, well, shit, maybe we won't play then because we just want to play together. Yeah, and I had only played... None. <laughs> yeah, you, you and your, yeah, you were going into it as a virgin. So yeah, there was there were so many people in there, but man, the, the atmosphere was great. Didn't even you you saying that that I was going there as a virgin? All those guys were trying to take my virginity. Dude, they were. All those old men were trying they, to take advantage of. Me. They kept they kept calling you your seat number. I was like, man, these guys are coming to get you, bro. They're shark and blood in the water. Well, it is because I walk up, and so the first thing I, I sit down and I like. Have my two hundred dollars in chips, and I set it down on the table, and I'm like, "Shit, what do I do now?" <laughs> and I also like checking your cards is like the most awkward thing because you're like, "Just be a gentleman and don't look over at my cards," like because you're blocking this person, but also trying to like not let this person see, yeah. but also not seem like you're some sort of rook. Uh-huh. So stressful for the first the first thirty minutes. I had no enjoyment, no enjoyment. <laughs> I can tell until you won your first hand. You were like, "Oh!" And after oh. I won my first hand, I was shaking. I was like, "Oh God, what do I?" And I like I, I was up like a hundred like ninety dollars, and I was like, "I should just walk away now and go up to the room and like beat off and go to sleep." Like I, I should not keep gambling right now. Oh my God, dude! You you had a yeah. That first hand was great. Uh, another notable hand that Caleb had, which was just took major, major balls to, to call. <laughs> Un, uh, didn't really take balls. Took just not knowing what the fuck's going on. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it all worked out. Ignorance. <laughs> this this dude bet. So so explain the dude. Like explain his stature and okay. how he's dressed, and so people can kind of understand the and. A couple of dudes that were sharking, trying to shark me a little bit. Explain what they yes. kind of looked like. and Yes. So usually you have about in between seven to nine players, ten players on the poker table. Yeah. So you have, you know, that many seats around the table. So you had the dealer. You had seat one, which was a poker shark. Yeah. He had the most chips at the table. You could just He was just talking to everybody the whole time, just trying to get everybody, you know, trying to fill everybody out, which a good player does. That's just what he is. And he was nice, too. And he was very, very nice, very respectful. Uh, then it was me at seat two. Then it was this uh, kind of oh, what was he? Arabic Arabian yeah. guy. Yeah, he he's he, he was very very nice too. Yeah. Uh, and then not right next to him was another old shark that had a good amount of chips and was kind of just waiting for you know some rookie players to sit at the table and take their money. He he made a few comments like that even too. Yeah. Then it was your man, your lucky guy in the PGA, yeah, in the yeah, PGA yeah. hat. He was probably about 56 years old, gentleman, just, you know, probably just got up there just playing poker because didn't want to be at home, that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, good player, too. He was playing well all night until this hand. And then after this hand, it just he lost all of his money quickly. 
So I think he was just pissed after that. I think he he, was he didn't really talk to me anymore after that. Yeah. Wasn't very like, yeah, have a good night after I told him. Like, I think he was just done after that. He was like, why did I? I know better. Like, why did I? Well, like, like we were talking about, I don't think he thought you were going to call. No chance in hell you were calling a $75. You wouldn't have th- call, thought I was going to call that. No, I thought you were immediately folding. Yeah. And so, I was screaming. Did, I was screaming over in my seat. I'm like, oh my God, don't call, don't call, don't call, don't call. And you say, call. And you're fucking stacking your chips up. And I'm just like, oh my God, what does he have over there? So that was the flop. He bet 75. Uh-huh. You called. Then it was, I think it was check after that on the turn. Uh-huh. And then I think you guys bet one more time on the river. 20. It was very low. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't even the same. And then you guys flip the cards over, and homie looked at your cards, and he just flips his cards back over and says, good job. I'm just like, he just won this fucking hand. <laughs> Dude, I did. I just, I, and that, I had won like $180, $190. Yeah, it's almost $200 pot. Yeah. Crazy, man. Just on pure ignorance. And the guy. What'd you win with, the pair of nines or something? It was pair of tens. Pair of tens, yeah. Just, just insane. $75 bet off a of flop. So, the, you know. <laughs> At the end, I made that $50 bet, lost that $50. Um, it's because I, I, I just, I had another pair of 10s. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to ride it out. So, <laughs> F it. Yeah. Bet the 50, fl- shot over my 10s. And then, obviously, he had the three kings. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. So yeah. Yep. He's going to beat me anyways, if, even if that the river wasn't a king. But Oh, I remember that one. I remember watching you play that hand, and that third king popped up, and he bet big again. I was like, don't call that. Don't call that. And you called it, but it's you know sometimes you got to see what you got. You yeah, know? he could have been fucking around with you. So. That's what I was like. It could just be like the same thing where this dude's got jack shit and he's just trying to see if I'll just fold and let him take a hand for free. Hundred twenty dollar pot. Uh huh. Yeah. Hey, but you held your own, baby. No, it was. I for started. First time. The dude sitting next to me in C seven. So the dude sitting next to me was like a, an old Chinese man uh-huh. uh, wearing an old school 49ers vintage, uh, vintage, vintage. zip up hoodie. Yes. Uh, definitely has money. He was wearing a, a gold watch. I didn't really ever try to look or see what it was, but uh, had like an old school fedora on. Like you could tell, he's just there because he's just. <laughs> Bored. He's retired. <laughs> yeah, he's got nothing else to do. He's missing football season. Uh, <laughs> Time to go spend. He was money. talking about football season. Even he was talking about. He was like, I think they're gonna roll out Brock, and I was like, okay, like this is from an old 49er head too. Uh-huh. So we'll see what they do. But it was a good time. And then Cody and I retired for the evening. To <laughs> I'll tell the funny story. So Cody and I, it's like three. It's three forty-five. I played the slot that Cody told me to play, and I won $47. And Cody, before this, at the roulette table, had lost 57 or... I think it was 54 $54. And there was this douchebag kid just being an... Oh. Just thought he knew everything about roulette. I hate him. Like, Looking back to this, I still wish we would have went back and beat his ass. No. <laughs> Wearing his stupid-ass little chain that he had on. Had his fucking... His dunks. Gosh. Anyways, uh... So I go back to try to redeem me and Cody on this $54 bet he took, and I bought this $47 on the final spin of the night on 3 They're like, final spin. I put it all on black. We lose that money. We're like, all right, let's call it a night. We go to the beverage station, get a get a beverage, go upstairs. We go upstairs, and we're like, 
We definitely need a snack. <laughs> so we go look for the vending machine. There's not a snack vending machine on our floor, but Cody remembers he saw one by the indoor pool because we mm-hmm. had went to the pool earlier and, and sat by the hot tub with Mikey and Wes. Yep. Shout out Mikey and Wes. Bulls. And uh, we get down to the freaking vending machine and we walk up to the vending machine and I go, Cody, I want... Four inch Doritos and Cheez Its. I'm about to shit my pants. And I turn around, give him my debit card, and walk away. <laughs> and I proceed to go to that bathroom. And I don't come back for like 25 minutes. You were gone for a minute. Cody was in the shower. I was back up in the room, in the shower, almost done with the shower by the time he got back in. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. It hit me hard at once because in the, some point in the evening after Mikey and Wes left, Cody and I needed snacks. And so we went to the little like snack thing and got like, um, he got a patty melt <laughs> and Doritos and mm-hmm. I got chicken fingers and fries. Yeah. And then we drank so much soda. Dude, that beverage. That's the was... problem with downstream is the endless soda. Yeah. And the lady that just continuously walks up to me and is like, do you want more soda, honey? And I'm like, you're damn right. I want more soda. <laughs> you want this tip? Yeah. All right. Here's this one. Yeah. No shit. But yeah, there, man, just so many great, great memories. We're going to get into it more in detail as we go along this episode. But overall, just an amazing, amazing night at Downstream. I think at the end of the night, too, we were talking about Mikey and Wes. We went and checked out the pool. I don't know if yeah. anybody's ever been to the pool at Downstream. But Sick. Fuck, it's awesome. Cabanas are awesome. So banner, like, man, down here a hot summer day, and it's vibey outside, and you got live music. Man, that'd be a great little time. We, uh, when you get back before summer ends, we need to do, like, an end of summer night up there with obviously get the ladies macy can come and we can get like teague and sid and mikey mm-hmm. and, and go do another like sit by the pool saturday gamble saturday night come home sunday oh yeah just have a great little night yeah i know me and you are going to be up at that casino we're going more back often we're going back we uh we're yeah. this morning. <laughs> i have sent out my fishing rod and sent out that line and i caught caleb and he is hooked to poker buds he is hooked. He wanted to go back today. We almost went today. We almost went. Said, fuck it. Let's go. If I didn't have orientation for two new hires at one o'clock, I probably would have been like, yeah, let's go. I still had the $200 in cash that I hadn't put back in the bank yet. And I was like, <laughs> just fucking let it roll. Almost. Why not? See what happens. You know, now that we're, thought, now that we're t- talking about it right now, Tuesday's looking mighty fine for a poker trip. <laughs> uh, I mean... I'm off. You're kind of off. Oh, man. Why not? I definitely went to work if Luke's listening to this episode. I was at work all day Tuesday. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I worked hard. I was working, too. Working that table, bud. Come on. You almost got your dad to go. He, I, So I, we went and had lunch today, Pops yeah. and I. Took him to Huey's for the first time. He loved it. So, uh, so damn good. Huey Magoo's, bro. If you have never been to Huey Magoo's, fucking go did you know fun fact my side of the family davis side owns owns fd's first watch first watch and Huey magoos yeah 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 Clovis. i i didn't know if we talked about that before i we've never talked about that but i anytime i ever bring up huey's or first watch or fd's um my mom's always like you know clovis side owns this i'm like but you're saying you're saying my family owns this? She's so like, maybe, huh? Maybe we could get like owners in on the pod. <laughs> got that family connection, you know? Just get Clovia. I mean, I mean, Clovia, good word in. 
Shout out. My grandfather <laughs> has a podcast. He definitely would. She would. She'd put the good word in. Oh, they'd come. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine just Huey Magoo's being a sponsor of the Bros Paul's Bangers podcast? You know, one person who I really think we need to have on here, um, both of us need to reach out to her and get her on here ASAP. Talked about owners, business owners, and entrepreneurs, and just young, forward-thinking minds, mm-hmm. and that's our fucking cousin Whitney. Oh my gosh! Yes, Whit, bro, that'd be so good. All of the stories she could tell about freaking body training and owning of her business now and traveling, being on the cover of a fucking magazine. Yeah, she is a rock star, dude. Yeah, no, she, I love that. That's a great idea. Very, very, very cool. More. And honestly, we'll just take it to her. <laughs> I told, I told all the boys over the weekend because everyone at the weekend wants to be on the pod like yeah wes had been on the pod uh but everyone else was like dude when are we gonna do our pod yeah, you know, it was my, and i would tell everyone I'd be like pod doesn't travel to you you travel to the pod yeah. <laughs> and they were like all right that's fair that's fair that's fair but yeah. i'd travel for wit yeah that we, we and we can go see tyler yeah see the kiddos i was gonna say because she's got kiddos and obligations and go see, all we we go see. yeah let's go see the pops uh Man, yeah, that was so cool. Beautiful. And yeah, we could have a weekend out there. Oh man, we'd have a great Go Going see that. Don't tell me what a good time, bud. Well, uh, I'll reach out to Wit this week and see if I can't figure out a week uh, this so towards cool. the end of the summer because that's when you'll be most free. Yes, because I know she's right in the middle of doing like training. She did a competition this weekend, actually. Yeah. Yep. Actually, I've seen that on Facebook. Too. I need to. Yeah, I just haven't reached out to her in a while, anyway. So she's such a homie. We serve. We share a birthday too. So. She's amazing. Homie. Yeah. Homie from the get-go. Same so, one. For sure. We'll, we'll get her on. Uh, anybody that doesn't know her, go check her out on her, all of her socials. Uh, Whitney Linder. Uh, Whitney. Whitney. Oh, well. Whitney Bays, actually. Bays. She has still Linder on there. I think right? it's Whitney Bays Linder or Linder Bays. I'm not sure. Whitney Bay's uh, Strength Factory down in OKC is the gym. The Strength uh, Factory, baby. Check them out. They're freaking amazing. They also... Just host really cool strength competitions and just do really cool stuff down there. So uh, check out our cousin Wit. She's a she's a dog. Dog. Straight dog. For sure. I love her so much. Uh we didn't really talk about it, but uh what you got for for bros, bud, for your shout outs. Bros for the shout out. So I did think about this a little bit on my way over. I think it is going to be, since we are talking about our dynasty football draft and all those good things this weekend. I'm going to shout out all the boys, man. All the boys that showed up this weekend. Uh, just thank you, thank you, thank you so much for making it a weekend. Uh, thank you, sir, for going with me. It was so, so me. fun. Uh, to the boys that also didn't get to show up that were uh, still in our league, we missed you. Should we, should we give a little special shout out to the couple of, to the one boy that missed well the draft? <laughs> He listens, he so does. he knows who we're talking oh, about. Oh, he does listen. So we can just talk about each of them that missed. Okay. We can, we can talk about them all. How about okay. that? And then we'll talk about the two that joined us that weren't in the league. Okay. We can get we can get into that when we talk about Yeah. That. Perfect. Yeah. Love it. So we'll start off with Max. Yeah. Max had a little bit of uh, some some family issues, and he was Different on his way. Room, right? Yeah. He, he, he was on his way, so whatever. Him and Paige. So... They were on their way up, and they got a call from their sitter that Palmer was just missing mom and dad. Yeah, she wasn't having it. Yep, she was not having it, and uh, they had to turn around and go take care of that, which is totally fine. Totally, totally fine. And I still miss my mom when I take trips. Yeah, I mean, shoot. I'd cry for my mom and dad, too, so. 
But then, uh, so second, shout out Max. He was great. He had a uh, almost had a big, big disaster to start the draft, but could have been huge. <laughs> yeah. So shout out Max. And then we had Chris Berry. Yeah. He, he missed as well. He had something pop up, but uh, he made all of his picks, so which was good. Got to call in and announce a few. And uh, yeah, that that those two were awesome. Um, really wish they were there though. Agreed. And then last but not least. The defending champion, and <laughs> I know he's. Oh, I know he's gonna love hearing this because man, I was so pissed. You're the commish, so roast him, man. This is your chance. Listen, that dude is one of my closest friends. That's my dog, JP. That is my dog. But you don't miss rookie drafts, bro. Especially when you're the defending champion, like. It's your it's your right. Like it's your right to talk shit that entire night. Just fuck with everybody. You know, put people down, do whatever you need to, man. You're the champ. You're getting your belt. The belt was there with his name on it. Like there was just so many things. Grinds my gears. But we're glad he's okay because we couldn't even get a hold of him for the draft. No. I don't know where he went. He ghosted us. So I was like, all right, bro, well, I don't know what to do, but I can't stop the draft. Can't can't do it. We we suspended it for like like a minute minute and a half, and we're like we call them and yeah. right. And people that have done fantasy drafts realize like some people that are listening are like a minute minute and a half. That's not very long. But like people that know like we've got nine other dudes that are like ready to go that are there have stuff like other obligations. Yes, like, we can't just sit around all night. One so, person can't be the reason why nine happens. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. But yeah, Jake, love you, boy. <laughs> Hate that you missed it. I know you're killing yourself too. You texted me that later that night. I talked to him as well. Yep, and uh, just you know, unfortunate situations happen. You know, we vibe still. Uh, defending champ still. That can't take that away from him. So he's going into next season looking good. And uh, yeah, man, just want to say thank you to all the boys. We had a great, fantastic two uh, two guests show up that. Weren't on the guest list originally, <laughs> but we'll always include them. Uh, first chance meeting one of them, uh, and then the other, known him for a very long time, uh, Mr. Corey Wyland. Mr. Corey. And then uh, and then Rudy. Rudy Beltron. <laughs> also showed up as well. Rudy about <laughs> immediately, so he's walking into the conference room and he's coming up to dap me up, and homie has sunglasses on and his Dallas Cowboys fucking cowboy hat on. I'm just like... What is he on already? This was at like what five 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 thirty maybe. I was like, oh my god! So he's walking up to come dap me up, and he straight almost hits the top of his foot and like goes forward into me, into my body, and I'm like, you are not this torch already. You're kidding. I'm like, holy shit! Get inside, eat some food, which he did. We got him a fat old plate, and he was just munching. Thank you. That food saved him. And then he passed out. (laughs) And then he took a fat old nap for an hour. (laughs) Dude, got that over his face. Yeah, zonked for an hour. I remember at one point it was like it had been about an hour, and I, I looked over. He was there. I had done something, talked to Spencer, talked to somebody, looked back over, and Rudy was gone. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Bro, I can only imagine how our homie was, like, walking in there every five minutes. 
<laughs> he was so torched, man. I'm so glad he got that nap because he needed it bad. Um, yeah. So, yeah, shout out those two boys. So happy that they came because their energy is always high. I agree. I love it. I love them. So I wouldn't have it any other way. That's for damn sure. But, uh, yeah, man, shout out those boys. We, we had a great Saturday night. So can't wait till next year. That was a good time. That was a great time. Uh, my shout out. My shout out is a, is a special shout out this week uh, for the person that listens to this. Hopefully, he can communicate back to the the community um, that I am shouting out, and that's Ashgrove, man. Uh, shout out Ashgrove Pirates. They won state championship. Um, super happy for them. Elijah uh, Travis's son was on that roster, plays right field. I got to watch that game live. I unfortunately, did not make it, but. Uh, paid for the pass and got to watch it on the Misha TV app, which was super dope too, by the way. Um, commentating was awesome. But yeah, shout out Astro Pirates uh, to go 25-0 and 0 and have an undefeated season. That's special. That's something no one can take away from you. Uh, they had people, I think they're two, three, four hitters, all batted over 450 all year. Damn. That's good shit. Yeah. They really were dominant. dominant. Shout out Astro. It hurts my heart a little bit saying that, but Good, great season, man. Going undefeated is just hard anyway. Yeah. And at any level, that's super, super difficult. So that's, Perfection that's awesome. is yeah. something no one can – and again, like I've said, no one can take that away from And they guys. won on, I'm pretty sure, a sac, uh, sacrifice fly to walk off. Is that how no, they won? No, they won on a uh, run rule. Oh, a run rule. run ruled them in the fifth. Something – where did I see something about a sacrifice fly? I think, uh, Maybe that was the game before or something? Was it class? No, I think um, – there was a game played at Duck Stadium. Who was it? I think it was Class Three, because Travis was telling me about it. But there was a yeah, um, it was deep, deep um, right field sack fly scored the and it was like whoever it was. I think it was the first championship in like twenty five years or something. Oh shit! Like it was like it was big, big like, stuff. Yeah, that's so cool. I know high school, but high school sports and like winning championships is so cool. Like, it man, have you ever got to those. be like watching one? before yeah i've yeah. seen a couple okay i i remember watching the girls softball team win state and man that, that's a special feeling man i just got goosebumps saying it like dude it's that's cool it's really cool i've also seen some heartbreaks uh willard took a an undefeated season into state peyton's year and they lost in state so that's a gut punch yeah there's some there's some ones that you just drive home in silence and you're like uh-huh. oh oh that's back when they had it in Columbia, like in like Atmosphere. the arena. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I hated those drive home, those right. quiet drive homes. Those were not good. With the paint, I'll still on the freaking windows because you window painted everything. And yeah. Bus is completely dark. You're just fucking crying in your seat. Yeah, you don't want anybody quiet. else to see. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ah. pissed. Oh, man. Yeah. Tough stuff, but hey, makes you better. Shout out high school sports. Yes, sir. So. As we say here on the Balls Bros, Bros Balls Bangers <laughs> podcast, whatever we're on, into the balls. Into the ball. We are going to recap the finals real quick um, because we are now tied 1 1. Mm-hmm. The Miami Heat came into Denver, uh, lost game one pretty handily. Mm-hmm. Um, Jokic and Jamal. Jokic didn't even really have that great of a game. It was just a, a, a good game across the board for everyone on. On the Nuggets. Miami couldn't shoot. Yeah, Jamal did his thing, and, and Miami was cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then game four, 
came out or game, game two. two came out and stole it in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duncan Robinson had a pretty big fourth quarter. Huge fourth. Yes. Jimmy doing Jimmy things and Miami does what Miami. I feel like we've said this a bunch in this postseason that Miami has stolen games in the fourth quarter that they shouldn't have won, mm-hmm. but they just continue to outwork people down the stretch and prove that they deserve to be where they are. Mm-hmm. The stat that sh- was the biggest one for me was Joker's four assists. That was huge. When's the last time we saw him have four assists in a game other than that 51-point game that he had against Phoenix, I think it was? When's the last time he didn't have a triple-double? Doing something? Yes, I exactly. Like, so, like, uh, only have four assists, that's causing issues with other players. You have to think that. He's the facility. He's the offense. Yes. With, Jamal's a closer. Jamal's a shooter. I mean, yeah, yeah he does good, great things, but he's not... He's not your assist guy. Joker is. That's he's such a great passer. I mean, you have to make it that way. But to have four assists, that just shows me that Miami was playing defense and just shutting everybody else down. Jamal wasn't making shots in the fourth quarter. There was just so many different things playing defense wise. Bam was great on defense. Holy shit. Bam looked great in game two. He looks like a top five center in the league. Yeah. He which he looked, should be. He looks like what we expected him to look. Uh what is it, twenty twenty? 2019 when he had like crazy good year 2020 he was pretty good and i think it was when they were in the finals right yeah, against yeah, yeah i think yeah. everyone expected him to come out in 2021 and just continue that dominance and, and hasn't really repeated that yeah so they thought he was a bubble player yeah i remember reports coming out for that but no he's he stepped up man especially on the defensive side of the ball his offense is you know st- has always been there probably not as good as he's playing right now but the defensive side man Holding, holding Joker to four assists, dude. That's huge for him. Agreed. Massive. Agreed. So I think that should be uh, talked about more than it probably is, is, is the four assists. Because, again, he's just the catalyst for that team. If the ball ain't moving through his hands, it ain't working probably. That's Not just what it is. Not at all. So, but, yeah, man, uh, Denver looking good at game one. Miami getting game two was huge. I didn't think anybody thought they would get game two. Talk to me about um, what you think – Miami has left in the tank. Oh, they got three wins left in the tank. You think so? Jimmy think? has that. Yeah. That's all they're set to. And I think if they beat Denver, which I, I, my my expectation, my thought was the Heat are going to win in seven on some sort of crazy thing because both these teams are really, really good, but they both have weaknesses that you can exploit and exploit them really, really bad some nights, especially if you're not shooting well. So I think they're going to have bounce back games. So that's going to go seven. And why I would pick the Heat in seven would be because Jimmy. Jimmy is the clutchest player on the floor, and that's just who I put my money in. Uh, but it's going to be a long series, man. They they just got great players across the board. One thing I want to say about the Denver Nuggets, if Michael Malone says one more fucking thing about the Lakers, dude, why are we still talking about the Lakers? Like, what's he said? He's just always throwing these jabs. Every interview he gets, it's like, oh well, you know, we we swept the Lakers. How what happened on that night? A bunch of brooms and sweeps, huh? Yeah, like that's that's just so just petty. Like you beat us, you swept us. We're fine. We're fine. Don't fuel the fire though, because next year, whoo, especially if they lose in the finals, you know, Laker Nation's gonna. Oh, man. Michael Malone might not have a job after Laker Nation gets done with him if they lose the finals. 
But anyway, I had to go on that little rant. You're just lucky they didn't play the Warriors. Yeah. The Warrior Nation is even scarier than Laker Nation. I don't know about that. Not on Twitter, bud. I mean, lately, what, dude, some of the Warrior accounts out there are pretty ruthless against the Warriors. I yeah. mean, against our own team, even. I'd so. say Warriors, Lakers are probably the worst, too, on Twitter. Oh. Well, they're they're, really they're so modern. Boston's really bad, point. too. Yeah. I mean, teams that are now coming into the, this century with, like, the social media and stuff, for sure, because Lakers have a presence on social media. Uh, uh-huh. Memphis, I was another team that I think definitely has a huge social media presence as far as like their uh, team yeah. gets fired up, especially with everything going on in Jaw. Um, which let's briefly touch on. Uh, I don't want to spend a ton of time on this because the draft is what I want to mainly touch in this topic and segment. But Adam Silver did address before the finals um, the Jaw situation. Not really. <laughs> um, essentially, he said. We're not talking about the Jazz situation right now. We're gonna we found out some more stuff, which is mind blowing. What else could there possibly be? So we've got to patiently wait. Hopefully, uh, I kind of wish Miami would just wrap this up now. In the next three games or whoever. So let's let's wrap this up because I want to get to I want to get to this news. Come on, bud. <laughs> I, I want to get to the juice, man. The juice. Game seven in the finals. I get it. I get. You can't. Oh, that's so. I must see. Must see television. That's what that is. I would say Jaw's gone for the next season. He's gone for for the year. Yeah. If he's not gone for the year, Adam Silver might be in trouble. I'd say he. It's it's either Jaw's gone for the year. Or Adam Silver doesn't have a job. Come twenty twenty four. Yeah. Twenty twenty five. You just can't. You can't allow that shit to happen. Yeah. I mean, look what we're doing in the NFL, man. We're suspending players for a year for gambling. You're telling me you're not going to suspend a player for a year because he's waving a gun around in all of his live videos? Like, come on, dude. There's levels of this. What do we... Yeah, especially if there's more stuff that's come out that we don't know about and we're not going to speculate about on, on this pod, at least not right now. But I, I don't know. It's just a it's a crazy situation. It's a sad situation. Uh, I think we've said that multiple times. Uh, it, it's, it's a sad situation because there's so much talent. There's so much... Uh, outreach possibility there for him um he could have really been a person that could make a difference in his community and and for his uh his town and um, his friends his family his kids yeah just for everyone so i mean he already got a shoe deal and he was in his like what fourth year with nike let's put that out there with nike the biggest shoe deal you could get yeah so big things were happening and sometimes sometimes fame just goes to your head so um hopefully he can rebound and I believe, uh, I don't really think that he got us. Yes, he did come back, and people will say that. Let's give him a second chance. If, if he if he takes a full suspension for the season, and we don't hear a darn thing about John Morant other than he's in the gym, still continuing to compete and work and stay right, um, work on his craft, and he can watch the game from afar, and he's tweeting out about his team in the season, like, oh, Love my boys, good win, and um, stuff what, like that. That's what we want to see. That's what I want to see. I don't, mm-hmm. don't want to see because uh, it could go one of two ways. A suspension could either be good for him and he can learn from it, or he just goes down a darker path, which we hope doesn't happen. I hope not, man. But we'll see. Too many bad, bad, too much bad stuff going on in the world for allowing someone with such a talent to be wasted. Yeah, so. and such a young person too. I mean, yeah. he's younger than both of us. He has touched a lot of people. So yeah, man, just get a ride, dude. Come yeah. on. If anything, just for the human being, just 
get right and hopefully surround yourself with some better people. But, uh, mm-hmm. so the main reason we went to downstream was to do a uh, rookie draft. Obviously, we wanna wanted to go gamble and and have some good camaraderie with the teams, but. We mainly wanted to do a rookie draft because that sounds like a great time. And let me effing tell you, listeners, it was a great time. <laughs> we uh, we laughed, we hung out, we drafted some people, made some trades. <laughs> we we did a lot. So let's get straight into it and kind of um, address pick one. Uh, everyone listening, in case you don't know who the pick one should be and was and should be going forward for everyone, and that was Bijan. Uh, Bijan went one. Bijan Robinson definitely should have went one, and he did go number one to Mr. Fletcher's Cox. Yeah, Zach Nunn. Zach Nunn, yes, sir. Then Mr. Zach Nunn <laughs> made a trade. Yes, he did. With a lubricated Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna love that oh he's gonna love that and they made a trade for Spencer's pick five and yeah Spencer's pick five for Zach's round two And his 2024 round two. So 2023 round two and 2024 round two pick. Yeah. For a round one pick. Yep. Kamish. From a... You love Spencer. Mm-hmm. You do. He's your boy. That's my boy. Was this a dump trade? You know, if to move down six spots and move... Because Zach's second round pick was the first pick. So pick 11. Mm-hmm. We only have 10 guys in our league. So, so Spencer moved it's, back. Yes, he moved back six spots and gained a 24-2, which when you look at it that way, that's not terrible. But when you're moving from pick five to pick 11 in a rookie draft, you're just losing a lot of value there with higher, you know, higher spent first round pick guys rather than, you know, second, third, fourth round guys. So in my eyes, looking at this full, you know, full swing here, we really won't know the full trade details until next year's draft, obviously. Yeah. But right off the bat, Fletcher's Cox, I think he selected who he selected Jordan Addison with that fifth pick. Yeah. So getting Jordan and Bijan in the top five picks is huge for Fletch, man. He that's going forward. That's a rebuild team, and he just got two really good players in a rookie draft. So yeah. that or probably I'm not saying he's a rebuild team because. That's like a slight on him. Like he, he's the first pick for a reason. Yeah, first pick gets well. Whoever's last place gets first pick in our rookie draft, just like any other sport. Yeah. In the NFL, uh, you you get first pick. So he made a move, made a great move. Uh, I think we we both had opportunities to trade for this pick. Yeah, you purged both of us. Yep. I didn't have a second round pick. Well, I did it in twenty twenty four, but I really didn't want to trade it. Um, I didn't have a pick 11. Mine was pick 20, so he would have moved back 15 spots if it was my trade. So just and wasn't... you also were working on a trade with that 2024 pick. Correct. So I was looking you know, kind of ahead of that even a little bit. So I said no, respectfully, and you also said no uh, because you were looking at some picks in your second round for guys that you wanted. Yeah. So, But you know, going over this to kind of summarize this trade, 
Not a terrible move by Spence, uh, but I think Fletch definitely won it. Uh, getting Jordan Addison at five is huge. I would agree. I would definitely agree. Billison uh, picks one through five then. All right, perfect. So I was just about to get into this. Pick one, obviously, Bijan. Pick number two was you, my friend. Yeah. And we're going to get into our next trade, which was you and I. Yes. So on the way down, we discussed a trade. Uh, Blockbuster. Yeah, trade. for sure. It Massive was definitely trade. one of the biggest trades. I made a couple of trades that we'll get into. Uh-huh. I am in a rebuild state. I am taking over a team that wasn't mine. Uh, taking over a team that I came into that was abandoned and left for dead. They, he didn't care about this team anymore, and that's no slide on the previous owner. Um, <coughs> Brock. <laughs> I wasn't going to call you out, Brock. I wasn't going to say a word. But I am now kind of having to pump some life back into this team, so I'm trading away some of the pieces that might be key pieces that people might look at and be like, oh my gosh. So you got to think of Dynasty in a different light of than just your normal year-to-year fantasy. Redraft, yeah. A dynasty, you got to look ahead into multiple years. Um, Age plays huge, huge keys in dynasty football. Yeah, so think of that when we're we're talking names here. But so I, uh, your mom's favorite team, traded away to Philly Special, Derrick Henry, Keenan Allen, my round one pick two, and a twenty twenty four round three pick. I then acquired Devontae Adams, Alexander Madison, or Madison, mm-hmm. round one, so this year, round one, pick nine, and Cody's pick two, uh, round two of 2024. So that was the trade. Um, Cody then moved up and obviously got pick two. He was pick nine and selected. Jameer Gibbs, the running back out of Detroit. I think you and I have had conversations about him leading up to the draft. I think you knew I kind of had interest. Uh, and just from my team, I needed running back help as well. You're especially so deep at receiver. Yeah, I just I needed to get a young, good RB in the room. I needed to kind of build my running back room around around a young star. So that was my intention. Uh, I did get Derek, but as we know, Derek's 30. He's uh, definitely on that decline of running back age. That's just kind of when you usually sell running backs, uh, kind of right when they're about to go down, down that steep, steep hill, you know. They just fall off a cliff almost. And then uh, Keenan as well, That just another older prime piece, though. Uh, more of a depth guy for me, you know, plug and play if I need a guy to start some way for injuries. But uh, And then for you, man, getting Devontae, he's going to be your catalyst. Yeah. Just I pulling you through. I had, so. had my uh, receiver one being DK going into the season, but mm-hmm. now have a bona fide receiver one that I don't even touch. <laughs> yeah, you know he's getting you. Exactly. Points. The only time Every he's moving week. off the starting lineup is when he's on by. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or injured. Otherwise, mainstay. And that's a lovely feeling to have, man. When you can, when you know a guy's on your on your team that can get you forty any week, that's just that's special, man. You yeah. gotta have it. Course, uh, another very, very viable piece of this trade was Alexander Madison, and then you know for a fact it hurt me trading him, yeah, with his Dalvin news potential. The Dalvin news coming out that yeah. Minnesota is more than likely trading him, uh, they didn't cut him past yeah. the before the June 1st cut date. So, Alexander, man, he might be in for a big, big role in Minnesota and on a good team, too. So, they just got that weapon with Jordan and the starts that he's had, he's looked really good, too. He's always filled in well for. 
for Dalvin. I have had him for a few years now, and every time Dalvin gets hurt, I don't feel too worried because I know that guy's going to give me at least a good production of what Dalvin does. So Yeah, for sure. Can't beat it, man. And then you also got a 24-2 from me, which I hated trading my 24 picks because you know me. I love that 24 draft class. Yeah. But uh, you got that one away from me, and, brother, I think we uh, we made a great Great little move there. You're also, and like we've talked about, you're you're winning now. I mean, you've got a team that's primed to win now and over the next couple of years, um, plus young pieces. I'm not in a where I'm trying to win right now. I could be a sneaky team, maybe make the back end of the playoffs, but um, definitely trying to gear towards the future. So yes. I think taking Derek is still going to produce for you next year. Like he, oh, yeah. he's going to have some yeah some games. Next He'll still year. run for a thousand and yeah. do Derek things. That's always going to happen. Until, you know, he falls off that cliff. Yeah, for sure. And then figure it out from there. Yeah. Uh, what about pick three, four, and five? So pick three, four, and five. So pick three. I wrote this down somewhere. Um, okay, here we go. Pick three. So Quentin Johnson. That was the pick for uh, Mr. Mikey Burks. To a B or not B is his team name. You know, I was quite, I was a little, I don't know. I was surprised by this pick a little bit. Just because I figured, you know, he would have definitely went uh, Jordan there if that's if that was the case, or uh, JSN Jackson Jackson Smith and Jigba. He uh, he was probably my favorite receiver out of the group. He was so, better than I thought he would. He did. He almost, he almost, he almost spelled you, me. <laughs> that would have been damned. Don't yeah. do that. You don't want to do that, boys. You don't want to give your boy the most talented receiver in the class. I tell you that. <laughs> Not on the team that loves receivers. Oh gosh, and he would have just sat sat deep on my bench too. You know, like the whole year, I would just had to watch his name and not enjoy him, rightfully so. But uh, no, my uh, I'll get to him. But uh, Quentin Johnston, number three pick. You know, I hope he ends up being something. Uh, you know, Justin's obviously a guy, so they should. I will say, uh, after talking to him after the draft. Uh, him and Wes kind of talked about this, and, and he valued Wes's opinion on this one a lot. And Wes, I think, liked uh, Quentin more than he liked Jordan. Wes and, and Mikey. Uh, Jackson. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wes and Mikey drove down together, so they got the hour chat kind of like we did to, yeah. you know, go over some things. And that's fine, you know. Hey, Mikey's in that kind of same situation as you are. Just kind of, you know, got some good players. May make the playoffs, may not, but still kind of in that I need to retool and just yeah. make my team really, really good. So, And he's doing that because you guys also made a trade since we're talking about Michael. Uh, do you do you remember what that was? I know it involved Mark Yeah, I, I've got it. Um, I It wasn't until uh, round two that yeah. we got there. Yeah. So, uh, quickly, Big names being moved, though. Yeah, so... Um, I do have the entire draft results here too, by the way. If you yeah, I got them. I got them ready right here too. Okay, cool. Oh, perfect. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. So we'll we'll kind of go over this trade with, real quick with yeah. Mikey and Caleb. Uh, it was Mikey acquiring Mark Andrews a round three pick twenty two of this year and twenty twenty four fourth rounder, and then your boy Caleb got Alvin Kamara and round two pick thirteen. So he he got another second round pick. And Mr. Kamara, running back, and he moved away from Mr. Mark Andrews. Again, uh, on that front, moving away from age, uh, moving away from people that are obviously very talented and he's top three at his position. Mm -hmm. Can't argue that uh, him, Dallas, and Travis are top three tight ends right now. So 
but but moved away from from that and, and age because I think I I got some value uh, with the very next pick because I did not uh, moved up in round two and got pick thirteen and then got Kamara which is a wild card for people that don't know people that hear his name and they're like oh he got Kamara yes I did I did get Kamara mm -hmm. but. There are some legal issues surrounding Kamara that hopefully will get settled uh, come July 31st. Jamal is also there, um, and Jamal is very talented and very good running back. Um, and Kamara wasn't that great last year. Mm -mm. Wasn't Kamara. So hopefully a rebound year, but I don't know. Definitely a risk, but I'll risk I'm willing to take. You like Kamara. I do. I know I, I know you got a little soft spot for Kamara. He's now uh, I'm, I'm noticing you and how you draft people sometimes, and I'm like, he likes Kamara. That's his guy. He's a fun dude. It's his guy guy. Yeah, he's fun to watch. He's just he's a talent. I mean, yeah. Nothing. He's done I've had him um in some pretty good seasons where he's went off for me and you got know, me some forty peat but forty burgers, and I'm like Oh, come on. They should love you. I mean, those <laughs> guys that get 40 burgers, bro, I could kiss them. Yeah. I could. Mm. And people love that kid. And, and respect that, too. It's like those, like a Tyreek. Yeah. A guy that can give you 250 and three touchdowns at any moment in time. I mean. It just immediately. That gets your me hard. Teammate Sorry, looks, everybody, but that gets me hard. Your My your, bad. Your opponent looks at that and they're like, well, we lost. <laughs> yep. Done. Shit. Like for one player. Yeah. If one player does that on a fantasy team, you're just you're done. Thank thankfully for Dynasty, we have such big starting rosters. You can kind of maybe rebound if someone does that. But bro, if you got two dudes going doing that on the you same got a team, Justin Jefferson and uh, or who, who did you have? You had Devonte and freaking Amon Ra. Yeah. Oh yeah. There were a few weeks whenever they both had thirty pieces. Oh, and yeah. you're like, sorry yeah, boys. That's my boys. That's my boys, baby. I love receivers. Mm, those are my boys. So. But yeah, so yeah, it's just great little trade. I just had this thought too. You acquired Kamara, and I picked the guy that everyone is kind of comparing him to, okay. and Jameer Gibbs. So that was very, very strange, very cool oh, thing I just thought of that. too. But uh, yeah, dude, great little trade. While we're, um, while we're talking about Caleb trades, uh, I did make one more trade on the evening. You did? And that night I traded away... Pretty much, we're, we're flip-flopping. Um, swapping picks. Me and Max are swapping round ones next year. Mm -hmm. um, so, depending on whoever has the worst season is going to have a higher pick. So, mm -hmm. kind of banking on Max having a worse season. Max banking on me having a worse season. So, And then I also acquired Rashad Bateman mm -hmm. and a 2024 round four pick. Uh, the Rashad Bateman acquire acquisition for me is, is pretty big because I drafted um, with my ninth pick that I got from you, uh, Zay Flowers. Mm. Great, great little pairing right there. I love it, bro. I, yeah. I mean, getting Zay and making that trade just makes sense. Yeah. Uh, at first glance, I was like, do you really want to trade your first round pick for next year? Do you really think Max's team's going to be worse? Because that's going to be, you know, a top three pick, top four pick possibly. Which end up could be, you know, MHJ or Brock Bowers or Caleb or, you know, one of those guys is going to be a top three, four pick next year. Yeah. So it was interesting, but getting Bateman, just getting another skill player, man. You, I mean, you got to round out your depth. You, you need yeah. depth in these types of leagues. So great move, man. I love it. Thank I you. hope it pans out the right way for you. I hope Max's pick ends up being number one because, <laughs> man, that would be a move. That would be a move. People would be looking at that like, damn. What a move, kid. Yeah. 
in uh, your first draft made that move. Come on. Speaking Come on. Of, speaking of Mr. Max, with hit the fourth pick yes, sir. in the draft, he took a quarterback. First quarterback off the board. Yeah. Great pick by him. Anthony Richardson. Because he was going off the board at seven whenever I picked. But <laughs> the Max knows me pretty well. I love that A-Rich a cat. Uh, he's he's going to be good for him, man. You know, uh, I think I think uh, Indy's rounding out a good little team. Yes. And Max desperately needed a quarterback help. I think Kyler's probably yeah. not his long-term answer that he feels safe with. Especially, I mean, next season you're not going to have Kyler. Either. Yeah. I mean, he's going to miss some games, and it's – I would just, no I, I'm going to bank on Kyler not being Kyler next season. That's yeah. just if I'm in redraft leagues, I'm staying away from him. Uh, in Dynasty, mm-hmm. uh, if someone tried to trade me Kyler, I don't think I'd take it. His situation is not great. Um, mm-hmm. There's just so many unknowns. D Hop wants out of there. Uh, I think Kyler probably, if I was Kyler, I think I'd probably want out of Arizona as well. I think so too, but I might hate. I might think he's just done with football after that. Go play baseball. Yeah. I could see it. Could happen. Because he was a stud of baseball, too. I mean, he was great. I mean, he, he got drafted, drafted like high. Seventh. He got drafted high yeah. to Oakland. That's probably and, why he didn't want to go. And maybe that's what he – maybe they move back to Vegas and he's like, F it. Oh, when they get to Vegas? That would be cool. That would be a kind of a dope little story. <laughs> he's just like, screw it. Yeah. I'm going to go play with them. I'm going to go play with some new baseball team make sure they're more. My right. knees back to normal. <laughs> yeah. Running around like normal. This franchise still sucks fucking ass. Yep. Peace. Yep. Why not? Fuck it. He definitely uh, ain't getting better at football. Probably he's playing all those video games. I don't know. I don't know. I like uh, I like Kyler though. I got a soft spot for him. Let's move on through the draft. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number five. Um, we talked about this a little bit. Mister Jordan Addison to Fletcher's Cox. He made that move with Spencer. Uh, yeah. Man. Honestly, if I had to give the best draft grade, I'd probably give it to Mr. Zachary Nunn. I'll put that on the spot. Ring, ring, ring. Fletcher's Cox, A-plus grade to oh, this 2023 draft. Sorry, sorry. Audio. Yeah, open them up. You just rip that thing. Oh, oh. yeah, I'll take one. It's my favorite. Blue Ranch Doritos? What's your favorite Doritos? Uh, I'm probably an OG Dorito lover. Nacho cheese? Uh-huh. Interesting. I'd probably go Cool Ranch or Spicy Sweet Chili. Spicy chili is my second. Yeah, I don't know I barbecues. Oh, barbecue chips, man! They got honorable mention. It could be fourth. They go Cool Ranch third. They're yeah. my top three. Yeah, Cool but, Ranch is always clutch. Can't go wrong. When cool I'm ranch. craving Cool Ranch, I for some reason that night at the ho- this is from the hotel. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bro. Funny thing about these Cool Ranch Doritos. Funny story, real quick. When we went and got these, when I went, when I went and got these from the vending <laughs> machine. It stopped when I hit, you know, I hit the Cool Ranch button, and it literally stopped with it, like, barely hanging on to the fucking deal. I'm like, how in the fuck is it even still sitting there? And I'm, like, banging on the fucking computer. <laughs> I'm, like, shaking. I know it. They're looking down at this camera like this, motherfucker, bro. So I'm like, damn, it ain't coming down. You know, I'm banging on that thing. It is yeah. not falling. I'm like, fuck, I'm have to buy him again. Sure enough, bought it again. Other one barely came out. This one finally dropped in, and I got him, and I was like, gosh, dang, man. He just had to have these fucking Corey's Doritos. <laughs> but we got them, and they're delicious. So They are very good. Nothing beats a fully seasoned Cool Ranch chip. You know? You know what I'm saying? Just full. Like, you can't even see the actual chip. It's so seasoned. Like I don't, want, I don't want to, but I think for the listener's sake, because it could be funny, 
I think we should try that Cool Ranch Papadilla before it leaves. We can get them on GoPuffs. On Papa John's? Oh, no, wait. Papa John's. Have I not Those told you about this? chips? No. Have I not told you about this? Dude, mm. Papa John's right now has a Papadilla... Which is like a... Oh, the Cool say, Ranch things. The Cool Ranch Papadilla. Yes. I've seen those. That commercial is it. Makes me want to eat one every time. I'm thinking that we might need to try it just to see what it's like. But I don't want a whole one. That's the problem. Yeah, we'll split it. Because I don't think I'll like it. I just don't like their pizza in general. But I gotta at least taste it. Maybe we can get Mason here to try it too. And we don't have the to three of us eat can it. Like, yeah, eat it in bites or something. Maybe even grab Clayton from downstairs. Uh -huh. Just have a little... Papadilla party. Test. Taste test. PP, baby. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. I'll hit the last five. To round out the top ten of the Doghouse Rookie Draft, we had the most mediocre team, which is... Uh, Chris Berry. Chris Berry. Okay. Um, and then which one is... Uh, oh, he didn't have a first-round pick. T-Jack, did he? T-Jack did not. Okay. Yep. His pick would have been Spencer's. Okay. Um, most mediocre team took Jackson Smith. Mm -hmm. Coming up to number seven, you, Philly Special, mm -hmm. took that man, Dalton Kincaid. Yes, sir. Out of uh, Buffalo. And then number eight, Wes. Um, what's his first name? Rasheed. Rasheed Rice? Rasheed. Rasheed. Rasheed Rice. Yep. And number eight. Rice. He um, loves that dude. He's a homer, but he, he was out of KC. Yep. I'd never heard of him, to be honest. He was their second round pick. Okay. Yep. Uh, number nine, we talked about. That's when I took Zay Flowers. Um, and then to round out the top ten. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy, man. Poor Jake. Jake took uh, Shaquille Leonard. Because it gave him. It, it gave him because yeah, he did not. Um, so then our next official pick out of a, a person um, was Spencer, and he took CJ Stroud, number that, eleven. With that trade he made with Zach, yep, yep. So he just got Josh Allen, and then with the first pick that he gets in this rookie draft, he takes another quarterback. Which again, just a weird moves, man. I like I love Spence to death again, like we said, but he was lubricated. He was lubricated, and. And it's not like he was just out of the world. Like, he was still in it. He was discussing things. So I know it wasn't, like, too far-fetched. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know, man. Like, there's just guys there that I would have probably taken over uh, CJ there. Probably, you know, Mingo. I love Mingo. You took him at 13. Uh, Charbonnet, Josh Downs, you know, Tank Dell. Even that uh, the tight end out of Vegas, Meyer. Meyer, yeah. I mean, Waller's not that long there. Yeah, and he has Kelsey as his tight end. So, like, that would have made more sense for me if you would have taken a backup to Kelsey rather mm -hmm. than taking a backup to Josh, who you know you're not starting CJ any games other than your bye week for Josh. So There's no way that CJ's going to take a, such a leap that he's going to be better than Josh. I don't see Josh regressing. And such no. A, like, no. If CJ comes out and balls and has rookie of the year numbers and he trades him for a big asset, sure. Like that makes sense. Then I'll give you. I'll I'll fall back on my what I'm saying. But man, I don't know. Weird moves by him. I hope it pans out. But I just think he needed more skilled players for his team at that moment in time, and he took a quarterback. So you know, when you're looking at it, he could have had Jordan Addison or C.J. Stroud, and I probably would have rather had Jordan Addison at that moment. You know, I agree. So all right. Um, 
Pick number 12, Sam Laporta uh, for your mom's favorite team, and then Jonathan Mingo. You got back-to-back -back picks, bud. Those were great, two back-to-back -back picks. Laporta. Well, I took, uh, took Laporta, mm -hmm. and then Mikey was 13. Uh -huh. And I looked at his tight end situation, and it wasn't great. And I was like, okay, let me see if I can move uh, Andrews off onto him. And then we just worked in Kamara afterwards. But it started with just, hey, I want Andrews and your third. I want Andrews off my team, but I want your 13th pick. Because uh -huh. I wanted uh, Mingo. I like Mingo. Because I like Bryce Young. Yeah. Uh, and he's honestly the youngest receiver prospect there, really. So, I mean, it's going to be there. Target share is going to be there for Mingo. So, I... Got, I love the pick. He's got time to develop chemistry now with uh, Bryce, so he could be a, a wide receiver wrong with Bryce for a while to come. Yes, he will be. He'll so. be a guy. So, uh, you know, after that, it went uh, A-chain for 007 Maxwell. He, uh, he took the running back out of Miami. And then Charbonnet for Team Teej. Josh Downs for Max again, which is a great pick right there. And then Home Sweet Mahomes had three picks. Uh, 17, 18, 19, he took Mayer, Tank Dell, and Roshan Johnson, which were three great, great picks. Great values right there, too. I mean, awesome, awesome value. Which he got in a trade, if we want to briefly touch on, mm -hmm. um, before the draft, in which you acquired Jalen through mm -hmm. this three-team trade. You want to kind of break that down a, a quick, quickly? Yeah, so about a week before, week before the rookie draft, we had a massive, massive three-team deal go down mm -hmm. between Home Sweet Mahomes, Albino Rhinos and myself, Philly Special. It was a pretty much quarterback oriented trade. Uh, Wes needed to get rid of some of his quarterbacks. Spencer needed a quarterback, and I wanted my quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we made a little three team deal, and myself got Jim, Mr. Jalen Hurts, yes, the QB1 from the Philadelphia Eagles, and uh, a 2024 second round pick from Home Sweet Mahomes. And mm -hmm. then Spencer uh, was pretty much the main focus of this trade since he got a great, great quarterback. He had to send a bunch of things to Wes, and, uh, which was a lot. Um, it was his 2024 first round pick, uh, his, let's see, Deontay Johnson, one of his wide receiver ones, a couple other picks. And who else was it? What do you see that one? I think it was a. I think it was more picks than anything. It was, it was the 2020, Deontay Johnson. Yeah. Twenty twenty three. Second round. Uh -huh. Twenty twenty four. First round, and he received um, Dobbs and Sky Moore. Gotcha. Yeah. So, Wes is playing playing the long game here. He got twenty twenty four special special pick. Looking nice right now as far as projections go. So. That's where that's where Spence's first round pick went too. I just that just tanked him. Just that's where linked is. up in my head right there. We were all looking for Spencer's first round pick the other night and we couldn't find it. It's with Wes. Um, so yeah, that's that's the three team trade. And then Wes got all those picks, and then Spencer got Josh Allen, Sky Moore, and Romeo Dobbs, Romeo yeah. Dobbs or whatever however you say it. Yeah. So yeah, it was just massive, massive deal. I'm glad we did it. Such a blast. It was so, so fun. That pretty much rounded out our second round. Um, and then to finish out the second round, yeah, I, was gonna say, uh, I took my backup running back from the Tennessee Titans, Mr. Ty J. Spears, which was a great, great value. 
right there, especially since I just made the move earlier that night to get Derek. I was felt like I needed to get his handcuff, which is Ty J, and I love Ty J's tape coming out of college. I think he was one of my favorite running backs. If you talk to Wes and talk to my other buddy Chris Burr, those boys will tell you I love Ty J Spears. He's got a special little talent. So, but yeah, man, we uh, we had a wonderful time. Ken couldn't ask for more. He did a thing. We did the damn thing. I have a question, and then we're going to move on into the bangers, get into some sad shit. So, not sad, happy, but sad. Mm-hmm. Um, can I drop people and add people now? Or Waivers has started, so you could add people, but it's going to go through a waiver first. Okay, but I can drop people. So, if I want to start dropping old people, like... Yes. On Jarvis Land. You can drop People them. like that. Yeah. Like, yep. I can drop them and then add them. 86 them. Yep. Okay, cool, yep. cool. Yep. If you do want to add anyone, it has to go through the waiver first. So once this waiver period ends, I think it will run on Thursday. So once Thursday gets here, then it just straight it's, to add. it's straight adding after that. Unless okay. someone drops somebody, they have to go through the waiver. And that person goes through the waiver. Okay. Just like in redrafts. But, yeah. And then the waivers don't reset until season? Waivers do not reset unless you use them. Hmm? So you're talking about the waiver order? No, I'm talking like uh, it doesn't like... Because every week it would like there would go back to like waivers and redraft. You couldn't just immediately add people on Tuesday. You had to like waiver. Had to go through the waiver. Yes. Yeah, so once games start, you cannot add anyone. Not at all. So like a a Thursday night game starts, you can't add anybody. No, what that. I'm saying is like so you see Thursday waivers end, and you mm-hmm. can start adding people. Mm-hmm. Does it that? Then on like Monday night, does it start waivers again? You can't just start adding people again until the next Thursday. Like, does it start doing it like there's games for us, or does it wait until the season starts? So it so it goes off season stuff. Okay. So uh, like so we'll this be- first this first waiver is different since gotcha. it just started from last night. Um, the waivers won't run until I think I think it's Thursday is what I said it as. It's either Wednesday or Thursday. But then from then on until the season starts, we can just add mother efforts. Add them. Until. Unless they okay. were dropped. Unless they were dropped. Perfect. Yep. Yep. That's what I need now. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, well, awesome. Uh, besides Zach, let's say you thought Zach had the best. Who do you think had the worst draft? Besides, well, not say Jake, because he missed. Jake was Out of definitely. people that were drafting. Yes. Who do you think had, not even necessarily the worst draft, but you don't think improved their team as much um, just really didn't improve their team a whole lot. I hate to say this, but I think there's a pretty evident one. It's probably Spencer, Mr. Albino Rhinos. I think uh, the way he's performed over the years, and we've been doing this for five years now. We're going into year six, which is so, so cool. I love that, man. It's so, yeah. so cool. Uh, just didn't improve the team like he could have. Definitely needed more skill players and a quarterback, and I feel like he did get his he did get his QB. But uh, just had had opportunity to get better skill players around him, around his squad. So, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd go with Albinos there. Cool. Cool. Love it. Uh, excited for the season. Now, like you said uh, multiple times, is the worst part. Now we just have to wait. Now we – it's a whole lot of waiting. Now we just wait, and if our – player's name pops up in the news we're hoping to god it wasn't because of an injury bro and fucking gambling shit man. yeah no ot is now until the freaking season starts i only want my player's name in the media 
because he saved a puppy or <laughs> he helped a grandma across the road. Oh, like our, our chat was hot today because we thought it was Michael Pittman Jr. who got the year suspension, but it wasn't, I guess. No, that was a fake Twitter. Fake Twitter. Uh, fucking Zach. And yeah, I think... I don't it know. ended it, up being, being uh, Isaiah Taylor. Rogers. Red Rogers, yeah, yeah. Red Rogers. They're like the fifth, sixth receiver on their squad, so like yeah. whatever. But thank so, God it wasn't Michael Pittman because that would have hurt me. Oh, hurt me bad. Dude, that would have been wild. Yeah, dude. Because funny thing is, I think it was the other league that this happened. No, it was Doghouse. Whenever Ridley got his suspension, I had him. So I traded him after that. I'm like, dude, I'm not sitting on this guy for a year. Like, sorry, that's just, I'm not doing that. I'm trying to win. <laughs> like, that's me. I'm trying to win always. That's why Mike Max um, reacted to your chat like he did, because you traded him to Max. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now it's all coming together. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, it sucks, but I'm glad it wasn't Pitt. Definitely need him. He's a great player, too. And I, I just wouldn't pick him as that type of guy. No. I not, no, not, not from uh, not from looking at him and, and kind of seeing his tape and um, just the stuff I've I've seen about him. Uh, being He's a good sports dude. guy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you get that from him. Uh, before we leave the ball segment, this seems like a, a perfect time to do this. I wanted to give you a special shout out just from from me, me to you, um, mm. so the audience can hear it. Uh, Cody got me a couple of. Uh, football cards, mm. uh, like trading cards or memorabilia cards, or whatever. Um, and obviously, the favorite one that he got me, uh, my, my second favorite one he got me is, is definitely the um, Javonta Williams um, card here, this breakthrough card. But my favorite is definitely the Pat Sertan rookie card I got here. So um, it's a Panini, uh, number D7. But yeah, Pastor Tan. It's boy. a cool, cool little card too. It's his rookie card. He's holding up his jersey, first round pick, uh, just NFL draft card too. So he's a he's a boy. He very very good. If you kind of talk to me, I I tout him very highly in regards to uh, Dud, man. to his talent. So he's locked down. Love me some Pastor Tan. Uh, I told Cody and the boys. I think that's who I'm gonna get a jersey for for mm-hmm. this season. This mm-hmm. season I'm gonna rock Pastor Tan. Yes, sir. So good, good call. Um, Russell's Russell, but um, that or Judy. I've thought Judy as well, because but Judy's been one of those like I don't know that they're. I feel like right now Pat Sertan is the only person on that team that's an untouchable. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Yep. Anyone else? I'm like, mm-hmm. eh, maybe. Yeah, but even after his ACL. Yeah, tear. beforehand I would probably would have said Javonta and Pat. Yeah. But right now Pat Sertan is an untouchable. Yeah. I would agree. Cornerstone of our franchise right now. Very much agree, bud. So um, before we actually get out of the ball segment, yeah. we're talking about these cards. I want to give a shout out to the man that we got the cards for. Please do, Mister David Dilly, owner of the Arrowhead Sports Card Store in Springfield, Missouri. Please, please, please go check him out, uh, man. Just one of the best guys I've ever met. Had the pleasure of being around. Just one of the funniest dudes. Loves sports. He was a teacher at my school for so, so long. Uh, the video games that I've played with this man, bro, is just out where, of this world. Where can people find him? They can find him on Facebook. Facebook, Arrowhead Sports Cards on Instagram and Facebook. Definitely go check him out there. But the actual location is going to be on Sunshine and Campbell, right behind McAllister's in the little uh, shopping center building right behind there. Yeah, by Bass yeah. Pro. Yep, right across the street from Bass Pro. Uh, even better, like right across the street from Wendy's. It's literally diagonal. Where that uh, 
Is it kind of where that uh, gas station is? Yep, right behind it. Cool. Yep, right in there behind there. Uh, if he's okay with it, I'd uh, love to attach his stuff to the episode that I released. Dude, so. I'd love to do that, and that was what I was going to get into, actually. I would love, 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 love to get that man on the pod. Because sure. he, dude, you would love him, dude. He is. Maybe he, we could, maybe we could convince dude. him to, to bring some packs, open some packs. Dude, that would be so cool. Oh, I love that. Love that idea. Dude, he, ever since you've talked about freaking cards, that's all that's popped up on my TikToks. Yeah, dude. And it's so fun to watch. If you open my Instagram right now, I'm going to show you. Look at the top four or five stories on my Instagram. All card. All card opening deals. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i got now like you should you, look up uh if you open overtime rip overtime rips is a pretty popular one uh if you don't follow any of these people on instagram please go do it they pull some crazy fucking cars another one that i've seen uh look up backyard breaks backyard breaks i know what that is that's, i've been yep. watching them that's who yep. i've been like, watching breaks. backyard yeah. breaks is dope yep those dudes are wild they stay up for like days dude. and just open packs open I'm like, man, where are you guys getting the money for all this, dude? Like the pearls that they open and oh. shit. I'm like, dude, they open up a pearl that had like a Venencia's Jr. Like, oh, my he's God. a soccer player. Mm-hmm. They had a Maradona freaking patch. I was like, oh, my Yeah. God. Well, David was actually telling us about some of the cards that he has, uh, at, that he's seen through the store. Uh, it was like a $5,000, what was it? John F. Kennedy signed fucking card, bro. And it was like 5K. I'm like, dude, like, where are you getting those? Like, <laughs> that's just a cool-ass thing to have. You know what I'm saying? And it's a sports card. Like, come on. So cool. How Love much? It. How much do you think you have to pay? Like, what do you think is the most expensive pack up there is right now? The pack alone? Oh, I'd say he's probably got a few couple hundred dollar packs up there. Maybe a thousand more could be in them. It's that's the thing. They could be god awful shit, or it could be one of the best cards you'll ever see. That's the beauty of it. I think that's the beauty of cards and the surpriseness of just opening those things and just being like, man, what if I hit an auto right here? Yeah, I would love one of one uh, auto. I would love to open up a pack or a couple packs on the pod. Yes, kind of explain to listeners what they are. Yeah, that'd be cool. And. David's so cool too, because he just he he's just like us. He's a kid in the candy shop with that stuff. Yeah, you know, you open something crazy, he's just as excited as you are. So that's just cool stuff, man. Yeah, I love it. So, no, I appreciate you for the card. Yes, sir. We got a ton. So go yeah. see the boy up there. Go get you some. It's not just cards too. He has all kinds of memorabilia up there. Jerseys, signed jerseys, tons and tons of Chiefs stuff. If you're a Chiefs fan, get to that store. Because, man, it's mostly Chiefs up there. Obviously, he's a big Chiefs fan. Makes sense in the name, too. And just red everywhere. It hurts my heart going in Yeah, there, it sounds but... like it would be painful for yeah. a Bronco fan. But... Yeah. But, you know, shout out Dale. Love him. Yeah. Um, would love to have him on the pod, David, if you're uh, listening to this episode. Because we're going to tag you in our post. Yeah. We uh, we appreciate you, man. And uh, would love to have you on sometime. So, hit me up. I'm going to hit you up anyway if you don't. <laughs> and uh, love him, man. Let's uh let's let's move into the bangers because I just saw uh I just saw your your uh text to me Wes and Mikey. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't really talk about that. No, we don't need to. We don't need to talk about it. Let's continue on. Um into the bangers. Um uh. 
speaking of good vibes and good memories and good whatever, it's only fitting and only fair uh, from from people that I've talked to have said that obviously they're they're tired of Laker Warriors losers. Don't listen to the pod. You suck. Get out of here. We don't want you. Um, and we felt that in views the past yeah. couple episodes, so we get it. That's okay. We're, we're hurt though, so just bear with us. We're done. We're done. We're done for we're a while. We're done. We're no done. more. No more. It's about to not be any basketball talk at all. So appreciate things while you have it. Appreciate yeah. it while it lasts. Yeah, because you never know. You never how know. long it's going to be there. You never know. Another thing that I think we both did appreciate, um, have appreciated, will appreciate, and will continue to appreciate. I view some of the the memories and the life lessons in this show in my everyday life. Um, like I said, it's only fitting that we talk about him one last time, give him his flowers, give him everything that it is to give him, say some of our favorite stuff, put a bow on it, shoot a flaming arrow into the sky and wish him good. Well, mm. and that's Mr. Ted Timothy Lasso. Mm. Man, what an introduction, bro. That was good. Really, really Mr. good. Actually. Theodore. Theodore, baby. Theodore Lasso. Ted, Ted, Ted. Guys, I'm just going to fair warn y'all, this might get emotional. You, you may have never heard me cry, but man, I might get into it right now. What so. uh, what did Ted Lasso, the show, for people that haven't watched it or for people that have watched it, what did it mean to you? Oh, man. Mm. I'm, I got goosebumps, man. This, what was, this uh, is tough. This what is was, really tough. You, Ted Lasso, for anybody that doesn't know, came out when COVID happened. Um, COVID, for people, um, have experienced it in different ways and different um, lights. COVID was hard, man. COVID was was dark. Mm-hmm. Um, the unknowns were scary. The virus itself was scary because of the unknowns. Um, the media made it scary. And it just seemed like... There was no hope. There was no um, happiness in the world. And I know this seems very dramatic, and it seems... But some people felt that, Mm. and I felt that. I mean, I was still very lucky that I was able to go to work and still had a job, but it didn't make it any easier. It didn't make the things that you read online and the things that you heard about um, and the people even close to you that were getting sick and dying any Mm -hmm. easier. Um, and like we said, this is going to be a little, it's going to get happy and we'll talk about awesome things too, but that's when this show came out and that's when it really started to be like, I mean, I see it right there and it's not even part of the show, but it says believe right there on your freaking thing right there. And it's like the show just brought in joy and happiness. So, um, yeah, I mean, how did, how did it help you get through those times to get through those times? So I'll be honest. I was a late bloomer with Ted, and I didn't actually even watch it until probably last year. Really? I, yeah, I didn't even... Okay. I was one of those people that knew and heard it was great, but just never watched it. Yeah. Because I, I just didn't. I, I, I was stupid. No, you're, stupid. You're, you're doing your own thing. You're yeah, vibing. I was watching You're getting my through own COVID shows. your own way. Yeah, and oh, video games was how I got through COVID. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Shout out, Call of Duty. Uh, man, oof, that's how Ooh. I got through COVID. But... Back to Ted. Dude, since I've started watching this show, and it was late last year when I started watching it, oh, man, 
we're gonna we're, we're gonna light something up real quick because <laughs> i can't i like dude i've been thinking about this for since we decided that we were going to talk about this and dude it's it's hard like the amount of life lessons slash just feel good moments that that show brought to me oh yeah was off the charts oh yeah made me feel some type of way and i say this to every single person that i tell about the show you will never feel better watching a tv show than you will feel watching ted lasso i promise anyone that they're they're so like it even gets you down to the sadness of being great you know even uh, when you're crying on the couch like i was just <laughs> ugly crying man i was still smiling and laughing through those tears like it was just so so perfectly well done man so like even tor- this is like season three um one of the quotes so we have to do um quotes on our website we don't have to but part of our like bios on our meet our team page for big bear is uh we do quotes at the end of it and macy made her favorite quote um it's from ted lasso Uh, it's to believe in yourself to believe in one another that right there is fundamental to being alive it's like even little things like that it's like who thinks of stuff like that tell you who does it's jason effin sudeikis Mm mm-hmm I don't know, and he's gotten so much praise that he's gotten enough praise for the impact that he's had on people. Impact's not even the word, man. And he just walks around so cat, like it's it's like it's almost he didn't even do it. Right? That, that's how he walks around. Like he's like Ted Lasso didn't even happen. Yeah, that's just I yeah, that's just me. Like I don't think he even like I think he even has said like he's like I don't fully like understand it yet. Like, I think that's why he almost wants the break. It's because he's like, I don't understand how this has happened. Man. So, for people that have not watched Ted Lasso, we're going to break this down a little bit. Yeah. Okay. And if you don't want to listen, please don't listen. Don't We don't want to spoil anything for anybody. But we're going to get into it a little bit and uh, kind of give our thoughts and uh, feelings about how... Everything began in the middle, and then obviously this last season was a fucking roller coaster of a ride. But uh, yeah, so buddy, let's let's go. Let's start with season one. Yeah. Uh, let's just kind of break that down. I'll kind of let you get into it hard, and then uh, we'll just kind of keep going along the timeline. Appreciate that. Uh, so season one, obviously, uh, we welcome Ted to London. Or welcome to these two characters, uh, Ted Beard, his assistant coach. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys who are coming to coach soccer, who have coached football, um, never coached soccer, don't know what soccer is, don't even know that soccer is called football, or <laughs> uh, not in America. So you're immediately thinking, like, what the F is going on? Um, it's a dude with a mustache. <laughs> you're just like, what? What are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. And immediately you know, just by the banter between him and Beard, um, that it's going to be funny. Like There's going to be very... It's, it's a comedy show at, at heart. And that's what it is at, at heart. It is a comedy. It um, is. And without getting into every little detail, essentially he gets in London and he's there because him and his wife are experiencing issues, um, experiencing um, some marital problems. And he thought it was best that he kind of step away, give her her space, um, kind of like a separation, but without calling it a separation. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it's more so of like, hey, I took a new job and I, I'm forced to travel type of thing. So mm -hmm. it's you lucked out and got your space type of thing. Yeah. So um, the owner of the club, Rebecca, is a divorced lady who's been cheated on and has now bought the club of her ex-husband who loves this club, who owned the club at one point but had to sell it because he got caught in a scandal and mm -hmm. whatnot. And obviously his ex-wife then bought it because she's very wealthy. Mm -hmm. um, and her only goal with buying the club and hiring Ted is to make the club fail and see relegation out of the Premier League and be done. She ashes. wanted to ruin everything for him. Yeah, she yeah. wanted to be put into to ashes. Um, it was a it was a locker room divided. It had a captain still wanting to live in his glory days, aka Roy Kent, mm -hmm. um, a person who at one point was very good, had won a Champions League, and had seen all of the success that you could see in Europe, um, but still living in that that he was the best. Mm -hmm. um, they had a young, cocky, go-getter, um, thinks he is the best, and Jamie Tart. Mm -hmm. And he is, at the beginning, a douchebag. <laughs> Jamie Tart. Do, 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 Jamie Tart. I love Jamie, man. Oh, his evolution. He was my favorite character by the end of it. Mm -hmm. Love Ted, but Jamie Tart was, my, was the reason I... Not the reason, but he was one of the reasons I stuck around is because his character was so effing amazing. Seeing him transformed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have Keely, who mm. is Jamie Tart's girlfriend at the time, and a former actress, model, porn star, kinda porn star slash, kind of just done everything. Um, very well known. He's got tons of followers, uh, but kind of... Doesn't want to be about that life anymore. Wants to kind of settle down and kind of start her own business and um, be her own boss. And mm -hmm. um, that kind of gets developed throughout the show. Uh, you have Nate. Yep. Who starts out as the kit man for yep. AFC Richmond. And he's a shy, quiet, reserved guy that knows a lot about football. Knows a lot about soccer. Um, and really knows... Um, how a team could be successful. X's so, and O's type guy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Very tactical. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of the core people. You got uh, Higgins, who is uh, Rebecca's right-hand man, who is the owner of the, the team, the, the ex-wife. Um, you got Rupert, who was the old owner of the club. Mm -hmm. um, and then just bits and pieces here and there. Other um, players. You got Sam, who becomes a big piece. But in season one, he's not a huge piece. He's just... Uh, He's just a player on the team that kind of has a bigger voice than maybe others. Uh, Isaac. Isaac was big. Uh, oh, God. Danny. Dan. Danny comes in. Dude, he, he is about a mid, delight. Mid-season one. Delight in mid-season one. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, really early on, uh, Ted makes it very clear. Success to him is not about winning. Uh, he doesn't measure his success by the wins and losses of a team. Um, he measures it about making the men in the locker room better people. And On knowing, and off the field. Yes. The pitch. Yeah. Be. Knowing that he can walk away knowing that they're better people um, is all his goal is. And that's what he wants to do. Because he knows that making them better people, come together as brothers, come together as men, that their success is, is easy at that point. 
Uh, it's about molding a locker room to, to make it successful. So yep. um, throughout the season, he he just becomes this, this beacon of light for the club. Um, through the dark times that everyone's kind of going through, everyone kind of leans on Ted. Um, Ted finally gets divorced in season one. Um, kind of comes to the realization that he needs to let his wife go, mm-hmm. um, do her own thing. Um, some powerful messages were th- said throughout that episode about letting people go and um, having the friends around you that you do, and um, just so many powerful messages throughout the the seasons and the series. Uh, one of my favorite is the uh, the dart scene mm. when him and Rupert are playing darts, and he talks about how. Uh, um, men underestimated him his whole life, and it was because they weren't curious. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, Walter Whitman, had done that that quote about mm-hmm. like, um, be curious, not judgmental. Yep. Yep. So ask questions. Yeah. Don't don't just assume. So, uh, and like the question, he's like, "Do you play darts, Ted?" He's like, "Yes, I've played darts since I was sixteen. Um, until every Sunday until my dad passed away and stuff like that." So, mm-hmm. um. Just so many good things like that, like things he's teaching his son, because he said he read that quote on the way uh, to taking his son to school. And yes, so it's like things that you know you can like tell someone later on down the road of like that's something I could tell my kid, and then yeah. totally confident and, and good telling. Apply it to real life. Yeah, yeah. So many of those messages throughout the show was very, very evident. The the cool part. I'm glad you mentioned his son. The cool part of the three seasons was seeing how close him and the boy got yeah because it was like that's his dad of course but obviously he wasn't really overjoyed by him moving away of course and you know just going through all that and whatever that situation may be but it's it was so cool seeing that so so cool the thing i liked about the son being in the the show was you got to see the aspects of a kid screwing up as well and how like the lessons Ted's trying to teach him because his son was even like, I didn't do what you had taught me, Dad. I didn't close my eyes and count to three or ten or whatever it was and like not let myself be mad anymore. And like, he was being a bully. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, dang. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, that's so, like, that's life, right? Yeah. There, dude. That's like, that... your, like your kid's going to screw up. And like, Ted was initially so like, he's like, not my kid. Like, my kid's not a bully. Yeah. And everyone's accusing, like, kid's a bully like you have a bully kid you have a bully he's like no no and then he talks to his kid and his son's like no it was me i apologized and i'm sorry dad i i screwed up i know i did i didn't take take your advice you're like damn all right if i teach if i teach my kid good stuff (coughs) yes they're gonna screw up but if i teach them good enough they're gonna realize when they screwed up and they're gonna be like that's on me dad and i know i screwed up so that's that's super cool. Oh man, just it was that whole hit their relationship by the end of season three. Yeah, man, it was just so heartwarming. Yeah, I loved it. It's cool to see him. Um, we'll talk about that at the end, but yeah. Uh, season two, uh, season two, we see a different Ted. Season two, we kind of see Ted start to struggle with his own things. He's kind of starting to address his own demons and his own. Um, things that he's dealing with that he's pushed aside in order to help other people. Um, and through that, uh, everyone else kind of is forced to lean on themselves a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Nate obviously takes a turn for the worst and um, thinks that Ted's abandoning him when really Ted's just trying to work on his own things and really kind of focus on himself. Uh, Beard gets with Jane and kind of falls in love with Jane. Uh, Roy and Keeley get together and um, they're really together in an item. Uh, Jamie is good most going, of the season. And, going through stuff with his dad. Yeah. Um, he's kind of just up and down. Um, but really it's, it's Ted trying to figure out and Ted's dealing with panic attacks. He's dealing with mental health things and, um, therapy and wanting to have someone to talk to mm -hmm. and, and coping mechanisms mm -hmm. and stuff that, that really is real. I think I'm glad you brought that up too. Cause I think that was probably one of my favorite scenes and moments in the show was when he got to go visit with the doctor and you just finally, finally saw the side of Ted that you never thought you were going to see in the show. You know, he really opened up and with all of his, you know, mental, mental side of things and the depression and there's all of his family things going up with his parents and how they really never got closure with things and how, that dad really, died. how his dad died and, you know, his mom being the way his mom was and, just really opening up and you feeling like you, you really felt like that was real whenever oh, yeah. he was talking about it. And obviously the emotions were killing me. I know that like I was feeling it, yeah. but just so raw, so real. Yeah. Some powerful, powerful scenes uh, throughout the show um, to really uh, definitely leave a lasting impact and uh, a lasting um and person impression on you for sure. That's why people need to watch it. That for that reason alone, not even because the TV, it's a TV, funny TV show, because of the lessons it teaches you and reminds you of that, like, hey, that that that's real. That's gonna happen in real life. Even the most simple lesson that he teaches in the very first season of be a goldfish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I be a goldfish. Be a fucking goldfish. Yep. Um, and for people that don't know what that means, uh, throughout the series, throughout the, the there's two really main messages. And it's, it's believe mm -hmm. um, and be a goldfish. And be a goldfish is a goldfish has uh, the shortest memory out of anybody. And it's a 10 second memory. So in 10 seconds, a goldfish forgets everything. So be a goldfish. And what he what he's saying by that is just love. Just forgetting love, man. Just move on. You have a bad play. You have a bad whatever. Just forget it. Move on. It's done. Past is the past. Anything. Anything in life that goes to, not just sports. Yeah. Someone pulls out in front of you. Dude. Whatever. That's cool. Whatever. If you felt like you need to be there faster than I did, please. You uh, had some, some money problems or uh, you... Whatever. Um, yeah. Just... Uh, it is what it is and, and move on and um, things will get better and just be a goldfish. Be a goldfish. So, and he, believe. He told that to Sam a lot. Uh, that, was, that was the main message he, he preached to Sam because Sam was missing his family and making some mistakes on the team and doing some things that were sloppy. So he just wanted Sam to just be out there and be free. So uh, <laughs> season three gets to us and we're starting to kind of sense that, that Ted is – ready to he's missing home he's very homesick at this point he's um really on the fence about what to do he about whether he wants to go home he wants to stay um 
his kid, he, he just misses his kid a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Roy and Keeley are no longer together. Uh, Jamie is, is a really good guy, uh, a really good teammate, um, someone you just really want to be around. Mm-hmm. And everyone, everyone's really coming together and everyone seems to be um, rounding a corner of really just, like I said, being together. The team in the third season never has been better as far as just the overall team chemistry and how they played together. Uh, even after, you know, Zava, you know, yeah. like even even with him on the team, they were still better in the third season without him at that when they had him at that point. You could just tell that everything was going right. Uh, they bought in. They Everyone has bought into the you know, to the message, believe, you know, that, that was, it's always been that way. Uh, and then, yeah, you just have a lot of things like the Roy and the Jamie situation in the third season was just perfect. Their friendship, their friendship and being and transforming into something, my best friends and just bros. Yeah. Spending every day together, training together. Him training Jamie to be the best player in the world. Yeah. And ended up being the thing at the end. We'll get into that. But yeah. And then also Jamie teaching Roy about just, being a dude, being a good dude, because I think Jamie finally figured out, hey, being positive and being, you know, just being good ain't a bad thing. Yeah. And showing that and pushing that off on Roy just made Roy that much more of a character. You yeah, enjoy. he started to kind of pick up on things. He started to be a better person, and um, you could really sense that, that Jamie was having that impact on him, and it was because of Jamie. So their friendship really um, helped both of them. Yes. In a very positive way, um, and and we'll have missed a bunch of stuff. Like we've missed the the Sam and Rebecca relationship and, we, and we, things on like that. We've summarized. We've uh, we've only wanted to really touch on Ted and the the messages that Ted taught us, and obviously the messages that like Rebecca has went through and things like that are meaningful. But um, they're meaningful to different people. Uh, we're really talking about stuff that meant to us. Uh, so and then, um. Ted finally makes the decision that he's ready to go home. He has done what he can for the team, and he's he's ready to go home and be with his kid, be with his family again. Um, his mom has came to England, and they kind of had a a blows, um, an argument uh, that had been coming for years, mm-hmm. for years and years and years since his father had passed away. Um, a real argument like one that you're like bro i was in that argument i felt i was in it i was bawling just yeah because they're saying there he's bawling ted's crying at that moment yeah they're saying some meaningful shit and you're like holy crap and you get it was real Mm -hmm. like you felt that yeah so had that and then um yeah ted ends up home and uh beard stays with Jane and with the team and, and Roy takes over as the head coach and mm-hmm. Rebecca um, keeps the team. Rebecca keeps the team, sells half of or at least forty nine percent. She keeps full or at least majority ownership, but sells forty nine percent to the fans. Yep. Uh, a bunch of people get stakes and shares and it's it's super cool. Um, Ted ends up coaching uh, soccer back home. There's apparently fireworks going on and we're getting close. It's, it's going to start. Every now and then you're going to start hearing little pops. Yikes. Yeah. Especially around here. Walnut Street, baby. Woo! Uh, <laughs> but 
it wrapped it up beautifully. It wrapped it up with a lot of uh, <clears throat> what people started out in the seasons being so bitter or being uh, in a negative way. At the end of the season, it showed them in a positive light mm-hmm. because of like the negatives they were doing before. So like um, the Ussy guy was in it. So that was kind of funny. Yep. Um, Beard was Beard was okay with being away from Ted. He had relied on Ted for so long. We found out he had had an alcohol problem and really had relied on Ted to get him through that, and through his sobriety, and, and keep him that way. Yeah, man. Um, that story that he told Nate was, gosh, that was another one in that episode that, that I'm a, just like, fuck, dude. Yeah, and then even like the one that like I always brush over and, and think of is when he talks about um, he shows Beard the um, video of him hiding. For so long, like yeah. after, he, and he's like talking about second chances. Yep. And you're like, "Damn you, Ted." Yep. Just so always finding that good, man. Yeah. Um. But yeah, shout out Ted Lasso. Sucks that. We'll we'll leave it with hope because they, Jason and um, Brendan and them kind of left it with hope is, it might come back, if they sit around a pool like they did before and, um, figure out a way that. Um, they want to write another story and continue on um, that they will if it feels right and it, it's done the right way but they're not actively trying that that this was the story they wanted to tell all along and I can believe that now seeing it this is definitely the story they wanted to tell it was perfectly done couldn't yeah. have asked for more only that I want more yeah no, <laughs> applause to them um, definitely my hats off hands up whatever off to them so incredible absolutely i told caleb the top two tv show ever for me yeah no i would and agree man it's hard to not put it one because of just how crazy it makes you feel i know i like want to go back and watch episode one tonight i might watch episode <laughs> one tonight in bed oh man such a good one um real quick before we um kind of wrap up and tell the fans how the rest of the uh, at least the next month's going to look. Uh, I watched the new episode <clears throat> of The Weeknd's show, The Idol. Oh, did you see that? He put uh, his show at SoFi Stadium on HBO Max. Like, you can watch the whole thing. Yeah, the live... Uh, yeah, that's the one I watched and told you about. Oh, shit, was it? Yeah. yeah. You should watch it. If you haven't watched watch it, it, watch it. It was just added to Max, so I was like, hmm. No, it's... Dead. That's the one. Okay. You should watch it. Makes sense. I think it's the, that one. Maybe. I'll check, but... Okay. If that's what I'm thinking, because the one I watched was live at SoFi as well, and it was sick. It was Dope. awesome. Okay, so it's probably the same one. But his TV show, The Idol, uh, don't have kids watch it because there's titties everywhere. Titties? Oh, dude. It is the. It's a soft porn. <laughs> what? Dude. Wait, I thought it was like a music competition. No. Wait, what? No. Okay. It's dark. Oh. It's dark. What's it on? Max. No shit. Dude, What's it called? The Idol. I'm going to watch it tonight. Penelope Depper, whoever she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Weeknd. So it's a TV show. Yeah. But he's the, the he's the producer? And starring. Damn. No shit. Yeah. Okay, I'm watching that tonight. Dude, immediately starts out and... Her tits are out, and you're you're like you know you're like okay, this is what this show is. Damn. All right. 
I'm in. Oh, it's not just because of the no. I get it, but it it, <laughs> it was it was okay. A lot of people were dogging the writing and saying it was shit. Um, which I there's some of it that is that's, dude. I'm if you watch it tonight, text me after you get done because the final scene of that show is fucking weird. So is it one season? I don't know. It's not like fully out. Like they're releasing episodes. Oh, okay. So you just watched the first episode. Epis- only one episode. <laughs> I'm gonna watch like all three, four tonight. No, there's only one out. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Is there's one episode so it out. just came out. Yeah. Fuck, like, buddy. Sunday. I've not seen that. It I've came watched. out June 5th. Yeah, it came out Sunday. Damn. I was just on there today, too. I did not see that. You have to, like, you go down a little bit because it's not, like, top of the page. Really? Yeah. Huh. But it's there. It, it Dude, was, let's go. Me huh? and Mace watched it. I'm watching it, baby. Let's go. She even a couple times looked up and she was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I know. Fucking <laughs> weird. I can only imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so briefly, we're going to talk about the next couple of weeks, uh, to a month. Uh, Cody's an asshole fans. <laughs> this is not my fault. I want everyone to realize this is Cody's fault, not my fault. Uh, no, no, no. We love Cody and, um, we do not think he's an asshole. Uh, Cody is getting to experience a lot of really cool stuff that he's going to have loads to talk about, mm-hmm. um, Very when he gets so. back and, mm-hmm. Uh, pictures and a cool thing we're working on for the end of the summer mm-hmm. um, he'll provide us uh, which I just gotta get better I didn't really even record much from the weekend but we, it was such a I don't know we were it's, hard, it's also hard to record in a casino because I'm sure people I, don't know, I feel like they're weird about it yeah kind of, at tables for sure yeah uh, like walking through I just like I don't know I didn't want it's a weird casino is one that I just had a weird vibe with especially like in downstream where I feel like Vegas it's probably there's widely so going yeah. on no one cares but downstream i'm walking around with like a camera like talking to it i feel like people are gonna be like the fuck is this motherfucker <laughs> who is this extra guy yeah yeah no we we definitely need to be better but we also live in the moment man we had a great great weekend so yeah so but we're on something for the end of the summer uh but cody is going to colorado mm-hmm. um for an Illinium concert a uh, couple concerts, right? Back to back nights. So it's one. So it's one night, but it's it's called trilogy. Uh, it'll be pretty much three of his sets into one show. Gotcha. Uh, there'll be a couple intermissions. I think it'll be like five and a half, six hours long. It's at Empower Field, so yeah. your home field, Colorado baby. Goes. Yes, sir. Let's ride. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be a beautiful, and beautiful then, evening. This motherfucker's going to forest. Boris, baby. It's almost here, man. We count yeah. down the days. So back home. He'll uh go to that for a week and then we'll give him a couple of days to recover. We won't push him for, for pods and um, let him get his thoughts together of the whole because <laughs> he'll he'll need a couple of days to, to kind of get his all. Oh, let his brain one stop ringing. That's my biggest thing, is I'm sure people think I'm just talking about like from drinking and smoking and just being there and, and being just in the moment, but it's, it's more so like letting your brain not hear sound, dude. Like wanting the silence because all you'll hear is noise. Yep, for, for a, week. a week, and you're with people, so people are always talking. It's like you have constant stimulation. Yes. So like to just lay in like a room and just like not have any stimulation, I'm sure it's gonna be amazing. Dude. So I get it. We won't giving lie. giving the energy. <laughs> giving high vibes to people, man, because that's it. I'm telling you, man, it's one of the most positive places you'll ever go. It's yeah. the people are just out of the world. They just want to. They just want love. That's it. That's all they want. But uh, yeah, man, it, it does 
take its take its toll on the old mental. That's for sure. Yeah, need those recovery days. Got to have them. Yeah. So we're gonna record throughout this week. So it is now June sixth when we're recording this. Um, this week, the week of June sixth, we are going to uh, record a couple of episodes. Maybe try to even record. Uh, when do you officially leave for Forest? For Forest, uh, not till that Monday. So not. So not next Monday, but the Monday after. Okay. So we're gonna record. What really, essentially, I'm, I'm wanting to get at is. If you notice that the, the episodes are recorded and then released and, and we're talking about older things, it's because we recorded them before Cody left. Um, we've also thought about just going on a, a couple week hiatus and just kind of letting Cody go and, and letting me just kind of enjoy a couple of weeks of um, no editing and just kind of whatever. Um, I'm, I'm cool with whatever. So... Um, look for our socials for those announcements. Uh, we are going to be obviously be very transparent with you guys and keep you guys up to date as much as possible. The goal is to obviously produce content for you guys and keep pushing out episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's definitely what the goal is. But if we do decide to go a different route, um, we'll, we'll keep you guys updated. Um, if you guys want to have a specific top topic talked about, um, when we come back, um, to regularly recorded episodes and where we're kind of back to a normal recordings, um, let us know, uh, give us all the feedback in the world. Um, at this point now in the summer, uh, we're kind of in a, in a spot where we, we can talk about damn near anything. I'd, I'd be cool with it. Uh, we're almost at that point where no sports are now. Yeah. Uh, loved it. Like even the stuff like Apple did their, their thing today, uh, released some cool features. They did their fucking headset. That's going to be 35. Thirty-five hundred effing dollars. Um, it's ten times the price of a Oculus. <laughs> it's insane. It's gonna do a lot more sh- shit though. Like yeah. it's supposed to like do some crazy shit, but yeah, it looks dope. Thirty-five hundred though. Thirty-five hundred. A little steep for me. Yeah, that's. I ain't paying that. I ain't paying that. But <laughs> open up that credit card line, bud. <laughs> Maybe I'll get an Apple card. Can I, can I get an Apple card for this Apple Vision Pro? Apple? No shit. Can I just make payments on that? It's work. <laughs> so um, we're definitely down to get into whatever this summer. Um, I'd say there'll be a lot more just banter, talk about what we've been doing. Uh, hopefully we uh, go spend some crazy weekends, have fun stuff to talk about. I think talking about Downstream uh, was one of my favorite segments we've done. Just the two of us. That was a blast. Was so so fun. <clears throat> yeah. Gosh, we. I just want to keep going. Let's um, do it every weekend. <laughs> and then obviously moving, uh, moving in August. So um, we'll obviously update the the pod when that happens. But I would be very very surprised if there's not an interruption in your regularly scheduled programming. Then uh, just due to me getting everything set back up and um, the space completely changing for you guys and having something really cool to show you Some so dying things um mm. awesome stuff coming through uh excited to spend the summer with you guys uh, it's june summer started yeah we're here vibes are here um this weekend was just the start of it so uh, very excited uh anything closing thoughts you want to say man i uh, love this episode love you bro appreciate you coming with me this weekend again absolutely fucking awesome uh banger of a weekend and everybody just uh go follow our socials keep up to date uh let us know if anything we need to do hit us up with suggestions we love and appreciate them so so much love you all 
can't wait for this summer. Summer's gonna be a movie, fucking matinee special piece. To tell you that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, man, we're we're here, baby. Love y'all. Can't yeah. wait for next episode. Absolutely. Um, I do also think when we uh, get back from Cody being uh, a travel travel whore, we're gonna get <laughs> Mr. Max back on the pod. Max, um, so stay tuned for that. Uh, he'll definitely be back uh, within the month uh, or two to get to get back on the pod. We we enjoyed having him, and uh, I would love to get his thoughts on the the draft and uh, just catch back up with him. So, yep. As always, uh, I'm Caleb. That's Cody. We're the Bros. You're listening to the Bros Balls Bangers podcast. We love you. Thank you so much. Uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. Enjoy the rest of your week. As always, peace out, guys. Fuck a pigeonhole. I'm a night out. It's a different mode. I'ma have to make a paint of six on a pinky toe. Heard you with a shooting guard. Just let a nigga know. I would have your court side, not the middle.